Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Well, the Vancouver International Auto Show was canceled in 2020, 2021, and 2022, first by pandemic restrictions, followed by supply chain issues plaguing the automobile sector, which again has canceled 2023 due to a lack of new cars and automakers willing to showcase them. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the auto industry and where we stand and uh, uh, on this issue is Jeremy Cato, automotive journalist behind CatoCarGuy.com. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't been to the auto show in a while uh, and I've always enjoyed the times that I've gone. Uh, when do you think there's going to be some light for the, the automotive industry in regards to supply chain challenges, many other disruption, chips, everything else? Uh, is there light in the, at the end of the tunnel here? Uh, there is, and in fact, if you track uh, both new and used car prices, they are actually coming down, especially used car prices. As supply has increased and uh, prices have gone, or the cost of borrowing, I should say, have gone up, the prices have gone down to match that. And then the, the various supply chain issues are have pretty much worked their way th- through the system. If you look at the survey of uh, supply um, the supply um, chain managers and whatnot, they pretty much were done with supply chain bottlenecks. Um, but that's not what's killing auto shows. What's killing auto shows? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> goes, and they're very expensive to put on, or not ah. enough people go, I should say, and they're extremely expensive to put on. And a, and a show such as the Pacific International or the Vancouver Auto Show, that's really a sales show. It's not really an extravaganza uh, like the really, really big ones have been in the past, which would be Frankfurt or Tokyo or even Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the cost of, for dealers, which basically supply the product on the floor, uh, is pretty high. And especially when they, they don't have a lot on the dealer lots at, at, at this time. And they really want to move those products into the hands of buyers. So are people just not going because you can research all this stuff now that you don't need to actually go to an auto show? Is that what technology is part of the issue, or is it just uh, people looking elsewhere? Uh, All of the above. Hmm. Uh, What you're looking at now is uh, the enthusiasm for cars and, uh, you know, trucks as an exciting well, it's not like it was when I was 16 or 17 or 18. My kid's 28. He's grown up with the cars all over his life. He's seen every car in the universe pretty much and ridden in a lot of them. Uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, oh. a car to him is like a refrigerator or a, or a <laughs> smartphone. It's just a tool. Uh, he's not, you know, he loves, he's loved riding to school in an Audi R8. Mm-hmm. Um but is he going to spend his own money on that? Yeah, not likely. His last vehicle was a Honda CRV, that which Dad bought actually. So, <laughs> so, so should we blame bike lanes and uh, and transit and uh, a new way of looking at transportation, perhaps in in in, in sort of big cities? Uh, some of that for sure, uh, and some of that is if you look at the the research on what the millennials want, um, they want vehicles that they can pack three or four uh, people into, you know, millennials seem to, the research is showing, I'm not making this up, 
you know, they want to do things together. They do things in groups. They, they even date in groups. Like, you know, like when you and I were, you know, in our 20s, the, the thought of going on a double date was not usually the most exciting Mm-hmm. prospect um, for a young single person. But today, it, the millennials are doing things together. So when they do buy a vehicle, it's not some kind of sexy uh, hot rod. It, it's it's a Honda CRV. <laughs> you know, they can pack three of their friends into it and go skiing. I was I remember reading about this, that the car dealership's sort of existential challenge is that millennial, some, some could argue Gen Z, where the vehicle, as you say, isn't the priority. In some cases, men, they don't even get driver's licenses. No, you know, I, I hosted a, a show on the CTV and BNN for 10 years called Car Business, and my co-host on that show, you know, again, he's a car guy, uh, very interested in cars, has spent $200,000 restoring a Porsche. His daughter, who's a lawyer in Toronto, mm-hmm. has never had a driver's license, and she's in her 30s now. And when you, you know, when you ask, you ask uh, Nor, why don't you have a driver's license? And she says, why do I need one? My husband has a driver's license in a car, and my dad has a driver's license in a car, and transit here in Toronto is just fine. So, you know, that's that's... And and the longer story of this, you know, jazz is that we're seeing the commod the commoditization of vehicles now, and the more they become electrified, the more they become a commodity, mm-hmm. uh, because there's almost no difference between the performance of one EV versus the other. You can style them differently, mm-hmm. you can equip them differently, but really, what what goes on in terms of performance? A Kia Niro EV goes zero to 100 kilometers an hour in five seconds. That's as fast as any hot rod you're going to get. Wow. You know, that's, that's actually a very, very good point too, right? And in, in regards to once the technology is, is figured out, uh, you can style a little differently. You're right. But, you know, a, a big screen is a big screen and, uh, and uh, the technology in the grand scheme of things is going to be, to be the same. I guess it's partially also cost of living too. Uh, if you're already, you know, uh, trying to get into the Vancouver market or any big city market it doesn't have to be Vancouver. Toronto's the same, uh, and Calgary and Edmonton are getting there. But a- any city where you're trying to save uh, and to to get the basics like shelter, you, you, if you can rely on a decent transit system or actually can live near work, why would you bother spending and spending your time worrying about uh, a vehicle? You may not need it, so why would you want to attend uh, an auto show? Transit. Uh, y- it is the key here um, because we have an abysmal transit system in in Lower Main. It's, you know, there there are a few SkyTrain stations here and there, but primarily we're a bus system, and it, it's not the most efficient way to move people around. But as the provincial government, which claims this particular provincial government claims that it is very much a, a transit friendly, green friendly um, government, as we modify our transit system, I think you're going to see even greater more disinterest in, in owning cars unless you absolutely have to own one. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what that's what you're seeing in the research, uh, is that you're seeing people will buy a car if they need it. If they don't need it, they don't want to buy it. And if you don't need it, you know, a new car between insurance and payments and maintenance, that's a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, absolutely. You can put a thousand bucks towards your, your house payment versus a car payment. Well, you know, that explains why you know, people are less interested in owning your car because it's so expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time, my friend. 
Terrific. Always great to chat. All right. If we don't chat uh, again, Merry Christmas to you, to you and your family, and uh, you have yourself a wonderful holiday. Hey, back at you. All right. That's Jeremy Cato.